It's time. We need to have the talk. Welcome back to the Anxious Therapist Podcast, a safe space where we believe vulnerability is the key to happiness. I don't mean the birds and the bees talk, y'all. I mean a conversation that has been on my heart and in my mind, and I find myself struggling to articulate exactly what needs to be said, but today we're going to give it a whirl because it's time. This has been such a recurring theme in my personal life, my coaching clients, my therapy clients, and something that I see blasted all over social media every single day that I need to offer my perspective on this and guide you in what will hopefully be a really gentle, loving way to start thinking about your relationships differently. So bear with me as I try to articulate this and know that this is coming from such a deep place of love and caring that I want you to be able to reflect on this without getting defensive. So here we go. This is going to be so funny because I already know so many of y'all, my my clients are going to be reaching out to me going, you did that episode based on something we talked about. (laughs) And if it feels like that, just know you are one of many people struggling in this arena right now and you are not alone. And I am simply doing this episode because this topic keeps coming up over and over and over again. And I cannot bite my tongue any longer. The entire theme of this conversation is this idea people have that I would never treat a person the way that person treated me, right? And I think we've all felt that in our life, Uh, been confused about things our parents have said or done to us or strangers and trolls on the internet and how they could be so cruel or some of our best friends, right? Like I would never do that to somebody. I would never treat them that way. And I, I don't understand how they don't see how badly this hurt me. And I think those are valid thoughts and a hundred percent fair to have We all go through that stage on our healing journey where we're trying to better understand why a person did what they did. And it feels like if we could only have more information, we would understand it, it would make sense, and we would be okay with it. But that's not really how it works. That's a trick your brain plays on you, trying to convince you to figure it out, obsess over it, stew about it, right? But let's say you feel wronged by a friend. Um, Maybe you're in a season of struggle and they didn't check in on you. Or, um, you know, you wanted them to be more present and engaging in your life. And they're not doing that. Even though you know know that they know (laughs) you're having a hard time right now. And you're like, man, I check on my friends. Like, I care about people. I show up for them. So 
I don't understand why they would do this to me, how they could do this to me. They're clearly not a good friend. And I get why you would feel that way. If you're struggling and your friends aren't showing up for you in a certain kind of way, that's super upsetting, right? And so what I'm about to share with you is for sure going to ruffle some feathers if you're in this space because this expectation that our friends need to be friends to us the way that we are to them is not fair, nor is it healthy. We cannot expect our friends to be the same kind of friends to us as we are to them in every scenario of life. If you're sitting to yourself and your justification for your hurt feelings is, well, I would never do that to them. Okay, if they were struggling, I would check in, I would do this, this, and that, right? I need you to have this kind of come to Jesus moment with me right now and say, my friends can still be good friends without doing it exactly the way that I would. And here's why. We are losing amazing relationships with awesome people who we love and adore when our friends set boundaries with us or they don't show up in a way that we would like them to because then we're like, clearly you don't care about me. And we're making it mean something that is not necessarily true. Now, if a friend is acting out of malice and like being mean and genuinely unkind, that's one thing. Okay, I'm not talking about that scenario. I'm talking about those moments when you're crying in your bed at night going, why haven't they reached out? Why aren't they checking on me? I know they saw my Instagram story where I posted that I was having a hard time. Why didn't they say anything? I would have said something. I would Clearly, I care more about our friendship than they do. That's a story you're telling yourself. You made it mean that. Your friend might be thinking of you and trying to navigate your situation by being like, wow, I'm going to give them some space, you know, because maybe they're having a hard time too. So your friend's having a hard time or they're in there and their justification is like, I don't, I don't really know how to help or I don't want to say the wrong thing. So I'm just, I'm going to wait until they reach out to me. Right? What if your friend is thinking that? What if your friend is like, oh, I'm going to Target tomorrow. I'm going to get them a card and I'm going to mail it because I feel like that's the best way I know how to help right now. Or maybe your friend is just like, dang, she's going through it. That sucks. I'm going to pray for her. And you're dismissing this friend and making up this whole story that they don't care about you because if they did they would have handled the situation the same way that you would have. And that's not fair. It doesn't allow your friend to be a unique individual. And it doesn't make space for you to respect the differences between the two of you. We want these genuine friendships and connections so badly, yet when people show up, and present themselves and say, this is what I have to give, we are so quick to say it's not enough. 
because that's not what I would have done. You know, I've had friends in the past who have said some things to me about being cold and heartless and um, not a good friend because my phone is always on silent. Always. It hasn't been on vibrate or had audio, you know, ringtones on for probably 10 years. (laughs) And um, that boundary, I'll actually say about eight years because it was when I started in the online coaching space that I had to turn my notifications off because I was driving myself absolutely crazy, um, obsessing over any time someone would message me related to like business things. And it became like this unhealthy dynamic where I was staying up too late at night and, you know, all this stuff, right? Checked because I'd be like, oh, someone else reached out. Someone else reached out. Um, and I've had people say like, well, what if someone needs to get a hold of you? What if something, someone's going through something and they need to talk to you? And for me, that is a boundary that I'm comfortable upholding is that if someone needs to get a hold of me, it can wait until the morning because they respect that I'm sleeping or I'm not available right now emotionally, mentally, physically, whatever it might be, and I will get back to them when I can. And now some people are like, that is that makes you a shitty friend. And they just kind of write you off at that because I would be there. You could call me night or day and I would talk to you on the phone for hours and I would FaceTime you or I would come over to your house. I would be there. And I, I don't believe in that. That's exhausting for me. I spent my entire childhood being there at every moment of every day for the adults in my life. And I need a break from that. I, I'm not willing to do that anymore. Does that mean I am a bad friend? I'd like to think not. Because the people who love me and know me and the work that I've put in understand that being a healthy friend means having boundaries and respecting each other's boundaries. So when our friends don't show up for us the way that we think they should, or our partners for that matter, or our bosses. I mean, it could be anybody, our parents. We're constantly telling ourselves a story about, see, they don't care about me as much as I care about them because I would never do that to them. I'm always going to be there for them, but I can't get the same in return. So then we tell ourselves this story that I'm a better friend and I care more than they do. And I don't think that that's true. I think we all have different boundaries, different expectations of what a friendship looks like. Sometimes I see my friend post that they're having a hard time or uh, they send a message and say, you know, here's what's going on. Here's what I'm struggling with. And I might have the space to be like, hey, call me or let's get together this weekend or do you want to FaceTime or wow, that, you know, let's talk it through, right? And other times I have to say something more like, I'm thinking of you, or I know you've got this, or, you know, like, sometimes I don't say anything at all. And I think that's the beauty of having a support system that isn't just a single person, It's being able to 
reach out to different people when we have various needs. And I'm very blessed to have an amazing support system. I have a lot of really great friends that I can lean into and I'm super close with my family and, you know, they're my rock. And I have a wonderful husband who I can talk to about anything and I, I, you know, I don't take that for granted. But here's the deal, I think a lot of y'all have that too, but you've judged them for not being the person that you are. And so it doesn't make space for them to be who they are in the relationship. I go through this with my parents, my family, a lot um, because they don't articulate their feelings and talk about stuff the same way that I do, you know? And so I could tell myself that that means that they don't care or that they're not willing to have tough conversations or they don't love me as much as I love them because I'm willing to have these vulnerable conversations. But the truth is not everybody knows how to have vulnerable conversations, nor does everybody want to. And that's okay. I'm willing to meet them where they're at. Because when we do have those moments of shared vulnerability and connection, it means the world to me. So if I need a certain level of validation and support and connection in a moment, I assess my support system and think about who is able to give me that, right? If I need to talk to somebody about my postpartum struggles and these like really terrible intrusive thoughts that I'm having, but I don't want to be judged. I just need to know someone's going to get it. I'm going to talk to one of my best friends because they both have kids. They've both gone through that postpartum experience and I know that they'll be able to relate, right? I'm not always going to turn to my husband because he didn't have postpartum depression and anxiety. He, he is, you know, freaked out to be a new parent or whatever he can relate on some level but he's not going to be able to give me what I'm looking for and what I crave in that moment so I'm not going to put him in the position to try to take that need and fulfill it for me I think it's important that you look at your support system and you're able to assess who can support you in which regard in certain situations and do not immediately write someone off when they don't show up how you would. My trick with this is getting curious. Get curious about where people are coming from. Okay, when you're having a hard time and that one friend doesn't show up for you the way that you wanted them to, the way you expected them to do, the way you would have shown up for them. Get curious about the situation. What do they have going on? Did I articulate my needs clearly? Right? Was I open and vulnerable about my expectations and what I needed in that moment? Did I give them a fair opportunity to support me? Or was I kind of leaving them to guess? Right? to jump to a conclusion about how I'd want to be supported in that moment. 
get curious about your family. And, you know, I have certain family members who I wish were more nurturing when it came to, like, if I am crying, (laughs) like, if I'm verbalizing my emotions to you and I'm sitting here crying... I would like for whoever I'm talking to to come make physical contact with me, like a hand on the shoulder, a hug, rubbing my back, right? Anything. I find it so bizarre when, you know, I've talked to my husband about this so much because I'm a very emotional person. And I'm like, when I sit on the couch and cry and you're over in the rocking chair, it is so weird to me that you do not automatically get up and like come over and sit next to me to offer that like physical comfort. And he's like, I usually just don't know what to do. Right. But we've had that conversation so many times and I had to literally tell him I need that physical comfort in those moments. And so now 11 years into our relationship, there's still times where I'm like, hello, I'm crying. Like, can you come sit over here? And he'll be like, oh yeah. Like, you know, that doesn't come naturally for him. He feels uncomfortable sometimes and he doesn't know what to do. And especially if it's a heated argument between us, he's, he's not really wanting to put himself in that position to like sit next to me and console me when he's maybe heated as well. Right, But when I articulate exactly what I want or need in the moment, then he has an opportunity to meet that need. He doesn't have to guess. I'm telling him. And y'all are still stuck in this mindset that people should just know. If you're a good, decent person who actually cares about me, then you should just know. You should know when I'm struggling. You should know that you need to reach out. You should know that I need you there. And that's just not the case. It's just not true. Everyone has their own life experiences. And very few people who you know, love, and trust are doing anything out of malice or to try and hurt you in any kind of way. So my trick of getting curious really allows you to look at it from a different point of view. Oh, I can see now why certain of my family members don't automatically come and nurture me when I'm crying, where they keep a little bit of distance and they might say, I'm sorry, that sucks. I'm here for you. But they they can't quite cross that boundary to like make physical contact and like offer a hug or a handhold or something in that moment. And I'm able to get curious about that and go, why is that? Because I'm so nurturing, you know? And I think, oh, well, when I think about the way that family member was raised and what their parents are like, there was, you know, domestic violence in the home. There was substance use. There was a lack of safety, emotional safety, connection. So... It's no wonder that they were never taught how to support someone that way. And that level of nurturing maybe doesn't come naturally for them. Okay, that makes sense to me. Now I can allow that person to support me in a way that feels good for them. And it may not meet all of my needs in that moment, but I can still love them for supporting me in the, the best way they could, right? That that was what they had to give me was 
and I'm sorry, I'm here for you. And even though I would have liked the physical contact or more nurturing, but they gave me what they could, and for that I'm grateful. When was the last time you were able to look at one of your relationships, a friendship, a romantic partner, even with your family, and get curious about the kind of support that they offer you, the kind of person that they are in your life? Not comparing them to the kind of person that you are, because I know y'all go above and beyond in your relationships, and I love that for you. I'm not that way. I consider most of my friendships extremely low maintenance. I am perfectly content to go literal weeks, months, without talking to some of my best friends. Not even talking to them. Like we might exchange a Snapchat here or there. We might like each other's stuff on social media. But like uh, they understand and I understand that we're living in our own little bubbles, doing the best that we can in a busy season of life. And this is what it is for our friendship right now, right? But then the second we're together, it just picks right back up. Or I know that I could call them and say, hey, I'm having a hard time. Do you have a minute? Okay, Jacqueline, but what do I do if I can't get past it? If I feel like I'm showing up for my friends in a way that feels really good, feels really authentic, but they don't extend me the same courtesy. So maybe you're hurt, you're feeling resentful, totally understandable. You're allowed to say those things. Hey, when I sent you that text last week and said, I'm really struggling, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to make it through the day, and all you said was, I'm sorry, I believe in you, I felt hurt. Because I was trying to put myself out there and and get a level of support. And it felt like you weren't there for me in that moment. Give your relationship, the other person, a chance to talk to you about what happened. For them to say, wow, I had no idea you felt that way. I, I didn't really know what to say in that moment. Or oh my God, you caught me on such a bad day. I had just found out that day that my car died and I was had to go to a meeting with my boss that I was really anxious about. And I, you know, totally was just like dismissing what you were saying and I'm sorry. Or for them to say, that was all I had to give in that moment. And I'm really sorry it hurt your feelings. I still love you. And I want to be here for you. And I'm, I'm glad you reached out to me, right? Having these conversations, instead of writing people off, writing people out of your life and saying, well, it's weird now. It's weird because I was vulnerable with you and you didn't reciprocate it. Or you, you weren't there for me in the way that I needed. I have found so much more peace and happiness in my life and in my relationships when I learned how to let people love me to the extent that they're capable of loving me, to the extent that they're capable of supporting me. Is it how I would do it all the time? No. Does it always make sense to me? No. But I don't have to make it mean something that it doesn't. 
Because for that person, I truly believe they're doing the best that they can. And I'm grateful for their presence in my life. And I am willing to expand my support system so that that person doesn't have to meet all of my needs because that's a lot to put on anybody. And I'm willing to let them know if my feelings have been hurt or if I gave them an opportunity to support me and they let me down, right? I feel disappointed. I'm willing to articulate those things. But I'm not willing anymore to just cancel people out of my life, to cut them off and say, you, you don't do this the way that I do, so therefore we can't be friends. Because I have friends now who've told me, I wish you'd reach out more. And I say, I reach out when it feels authentic and genuine to me. I'm never going to be that person that reaches out on a daily basis. I wouldn't even talk to my husband on a daily basis, probably, if we didn't live together. Like, I am so introverted and I am so introspective that I value my time so highly. My time to myself my time to think, my time to decompress and process, that I don't want to invite other people into that sacred space a lot of the time. So I need people in my life who are willing to let me show up in a way that feels good and honest and true to me. And I'm also going to do the same for other people. So those friends who do text me more often, that's great if that feels good for you. Awesome. I might not text you back till tomorrow if I don't have the space for it today, right? Like letting people show up in our lives in a way that feels good to them will allow you to see the best versions of the people that you surround yourself with. I really hope this episode challenged the way you think about your relationships and allows you to move forward in really honest, true connections with the people that you care about. If it hit home, it would mean the world to me if you would share it. Don't forget to tag me at The Anxious Therapist, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.